You're listening to the Rad Podcast. Explore wealth. Different model, a different way, different way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Parts of the country, twenty four seven, seven days a week. I was just done with the gurus. If somebody gives me thirty to fifty thousand dollars, that should be a lifetime relationship for Podcast Nation. Because if you give me that kind of money, I have an obligation, in my opinion, a responsibility to see you succeed. Some few questions that I'm going to go over that I've got written down right here um, that you guys posted. So we are listening, and what we're, what we're going to do here is while we're going over these questions, if you guys have new questions, go ahead and type them in the chat box, and we'll start to address those as we can have time today, or we'll save them for next week. And then throughout the week, if you guys have questions that you want Dutch to answer when he's back and in front of you guys, post them in this same video in the comment section. So that way he can address them and we'll be uh, ready to get all your questions answered for you next week. All right, so that being said, I'm going to jump right in. So the first question we have came in last week I thought was a pretty excellent question. Uh, It's not something you're going to run into uh, on a day-to-day basis, but it seems like somebody did. So we want to address that. The question is, is there a difference in title on a pre-auction deal between a reverse mortgage property and one with a traditional standard mortgage? Um, There really is not. You're still going to approach that as any other calculation. You still need to know the payoff balance, what you're getting into, what you're going to be responsible for, and that's it. You treat them almost identical. It's just all about knowing how much that is and factoring that into your equations. So hopefully uh, that answered your question. If you have any follow-up, feel free to comment uh, again below and we'll have a direct address that next week. Second question. Do all counties throughout the United States offer a redemption period? No, is the easy answer. Um, Some of them do have a redemption period, and they will vary in length and time and how that process is and what your rights as an owner, what your rights as a purchaser are going to be in that redemption period. But, for example, uh, here in California, by the time the tax sale comes around, the redemption period has actually ended. There is no... Uh, grace period after the fact. If you, here in California at least, if you want to uh, try to get your property back, it has to be a legal proceeding through the courts to say that the sale itself was not valid, but the redemption ended prior to the sale. Um, There are a few other counties uh, and states that have that same scenario, um, and each one is different, so you're just going to have to know your local area and decide, so don't assume that they're all the same. But definitely a great question. Again, if you have follow-up, Get in the comment section and we can address that further next week. Number three, can I purchase commercial properties at a tax sale or is this just for single family residential homes? Um, the answer is yes and no. Yes, you can purchase commercial properties and no, it's not just for residential properties. You'll find everything from vacant land, commercial, maybe apartment buildings, um, for high density residential to actual retail centers or we ran into a hotel um, earlier this year Uh, that was pretty interesting so it's really for any kind of property if there is property tax against that property it can end up at the tax sale if they don't pay it all right uh, question number four why would I buy a house at a tax sale when people are saying that the housing market might be crashing that answer is simple Yes, you should still try to buy them at the tax sale. Um, It's a very good question. 
and really it comes down to calculation. So if you know that the market might be overinflated, it might be at the tipping point, might be about to crash, all you're going to do is when you're writing down your formulas and you're saying, you know, what am I going to create for my max bid for this property? Instead of using a crazy number for the uh, ARV for the after repair value or, you know, whatever fair market value might be, just lower that by what a historically lower standard would be for that area in more of a recession type of a time where the market value took a dip previously in the past. That way you can stay safe and know that you're still getting a good deal. Now what that will happen is you'll find that you'll lose a lot more bids that way because other people might not be factoring that into their equations. Let them make that mistake. If you really feel that that's going to happen and that's a big concern, keep your equations, keep your max bids, stick to it, don't doubt yourself. Rather to let the property go to somebody else than to make a mistake and risk losing a few hundred thousand dollars on a property that you know you shouldn't. We interrupt this broadcast to remind you to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Rad Podcast. First place. But great question. All right, next question, number five. How do I determine what value the house is worth to pitch on a pre-auction deal? It's kind of a two-part question here. Is it a set number like 70% of market value? When you're approaching pre-auction deals, you are going to always start off with your initial deal having nothing to do with the value of the home. We want to make it need-based for each individual. You don't just come in with a set number. You want to get to the heart of their problems, get to the heart of their needs, what is going to make their lives better and get them out of the situation. It's going to create a happier situation for them, and it's going to help you pick up the property for cheaper than you ever would have at the auction itself. So you want to really focus on that side of it, on what do they need, not how much the property is worth. If you just go off the worth, you could have bought that any other way, and you're giving up all the leverage you have for this being a pre-auction deal and the fact that they're about to lose the home in a few days at the auction. So you, you wouldn't just come in and say, oh, your house is... Uh, worth $100,000, so I can offer you $70,000. That would be a very bad way to have that conversation. But a great question, though. I love it. So, again, if you have more questions, you want some follow-up, that would be a great question to um, get deeper with when Dutch is here so he can explain some more uh, details with that with you guys next week. All right, so our sixth and final question here is, what is the main thing to look for that will make you pull the trigger on one house versus another? So basically what it sounds like this person is asking is when we're looking at the list of properties that we're going through and we're evaluating them, how do we decide I'm going to buy house A versus house B? And really that comes down to a lot of different factors. So this is a great, again, another great question. Um, I love what you guys are asking. So when we're doing this, what we're going to look at is a lot of things. We're going to look at growth in the area, what's in the surrounding neighborhood, how good is this property? What kind of equity might we be able to pull out on this house? What kind of rent are we going to get for this area? What's the stability of keeping a long-term renter in this house versus the next one? Um, what's the rehab situation? If the first one is going to need to have a lot of rehab done and it's going to take us a long time to get somebody in and it's going to have a low-end rent, 
but we find another one that doesn't need as much rehab that we can get in and out of quickly and have a good long-term renter in there, we're always going to favor that one compared to the other one. So we really just go by the numbers. What looks good? What uh, did we evaluate? That's why we go and view the properties um, and we make our decisions on site after seeing it without guessing. It's not just uh, paper pushing saying, oh, I think these numbers look good. Okay, great. I'm going to buy it. We go visit the properties. We scout out the area surrounding the property. What kind of amenities are there? What do the schools look like? And then we create a complete profile about this specific property and we do that for each one on our list. So then we go by the end and just decide, okay, this one has a better complete picture than this one, so this one's going to be a little more of a priority. But in reality, you never know what's going to happen at an auction. So when the auction day comes, we tend to go in the order that they appear. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush, right? We've all heard that saying. So as they come up in the course of the auction, if they've made our list and we've deemed it worthy of purchasing at X price for our maximum bid, we will go ahead and bid up to that max bid for the property in the order that it comes in. So we come into every property on the buy list that we create during our driving and our evaluation period. If it's on our list and we're prepared to buy it, we're prepared to buy it, period. So hopefully that helps you guys. Um, don't forget to keep up your questions. That's all I have for you today. So hope you guys got some good information. Um, look forward to hearing your comments throughout the week. And Josh will be back next week to do this yourself. So he'll be nice and refreshed. So make sure you guys get some good comments for him down there. Ask your questions. Um, there's no excuse for you to not have your questions answered. We're here. We're ready for you. And we're willing to give you guys the information. So I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Rad Podcast, an exploration of wealth. For more information, please visit our website, www.raddiversified.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing.